Motorsports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. Perfection can come in many forms and can also be interpreted in different ways. But one thing is for sure. Man City have produced more polished performances under Pep Guardiola this season. I mean, there have been matches where the team has scored more and created more. Yet City's ability uh, to dominate its opponent, uh, to do enough to win when it matters, is as perfect as it gets on a soccer pitch. I mean, that's why... This team continues to chase history this season. Can they? Will they? I saw one of the one of the technical staff really saying to Pep over the weekend, just one more to go, one more to go. And you could tell what that means. And you know what that means. And as the 2-1 scoreline would suggest, now this past weekend's FA Cup match against their bitter rivals, Manchester United, was a very, very tense affair. I don't know what you thought about it. Do let me know. A victory for the blue side of Manchester was never a foregone conclusion. Not at all. Not in that game. I think United had opportunities. City had the composure. They also had the know-how. They also had the class. Two goals from captain Ilkay Gundogan. The first 12 seconds after kickoff for the quickest in FA Cup history. Managed to secure a win. Which gave City its second trophy of the season. Also maintaining the team's quest, though, to win the treble of the Premier League, the FA Cup, as well as the Champions League. Now, what a generation of fine players, as well as a fine, fine manager. Talk about fine. Let's head off to the Manchester side of things. Man City correspondent Ian Cheeseman, a good friend of the show, joins us live. Uh, Ian, good evening and welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good evening. I mean, what a weekend. Firstly, congratulations as a person who resides, grew up, loves, eats everything, which is Man City. How has that victory been accepted by the locals? Um, well, uh, by a lot of people, it's been seen as the next step towards the treble, sadly, because in my opinion, as you say, growing up as a City fan, being a Mancunian, um, winning the FA Cup final, which is the biggest domestic cup competition, at Wembley, to a packed out Wembley actually, um, with it being against United in the final, I could have only dreamed about that when I was a child. So actually I've been there and see them beat United. I know it happened once before in a semi-final back in 2011, but to actually win the final, to lift the cup, their fans all left, but in theory, in front of their supporters, there's a big sort of thumb up the nose to, uh, to those who had tormented me when I was a child and when United were winning everything. So it was it was a great moment, but um, a lot of people now think it's just another step towards the trouble. It just shows how good this City team is, how successful they are, that it's almost dismissed as just a stepping stone rather than the, the great victory in the FA Cup that it has been. But do you think, though, Ian, this kind of brought the gloss back to the FA Cup? I know there was a certain stage where not too many people took the FA Cup seriously. Uh, but to see the two Manchester teams in a final of this magnitude, a new manager at United, and you're starting to see the finer details of his work come through, uh, finishing in the top four uh, this past season, and, and obviously the genius that is Pep Guardiola, as we spoke about it the last time. Now, do you think, though, that gloss, that, you know, the dignity of the FA Cup was brought back? Maybe. I mean, I can understand why you say that. I mean, 
one of the things that we all, let, let's take City United out of it, one of the, the things that we all as football fans uh, have enjoyed down the years are the great giant killings. So, I mean, I remember one of the first FA Cup finals, I'll show how old I am, one of the first FA Cup finals I watched was on TV back in the 1970s when Sunderland beat Leeds United. And it, at that time, that was a big, big upset. And, and that was when the FA Cup was magic. Actually, the magic started to go for two reasons. One, there was a season when United pulled out of the FA Cup one year and didn't enter it, which I thought was disgraceful. And then secondly, the money that's come into the game means that winning the Premier League, winning the Champions League is so much more important for the clubs, not the fans, but for the clubs, that that's why it paled into insignificance. The fact that two glamour teams played in a game this time that was a unique game because it had never been an all Manchester final before, I hope, has returned some of the gloss to it. But I think, uh, I think unfortunately, there's so much money in, in it these days that... Um, that it isn't quite what it used to be, but we can only hope that the FA Cup um, is restored to its greater glory as a result, perhaps, of this final. And couldn't be more dramatic again, Ian. Uh, you know, 25 seconds into the game uh, against Chelsea uh, for Everton back in those days, a uh, certain Louis Saha scored after 25 seconds. This time around, it took only 12 seconds for Ilko Gundogan, the captain on the day, to score the quickest goal in FA Cup final history. What did that set in terms of the tone for the game? Well, I actually think United were caught out by that because, and I watch City, of course, every week, and what I'm used to seeing City do is when they kick off, or even when the other team kicks off, is they set into their system, they keep their positions, and they set a rhythm. And actually, it can be quite frustrating watching City sometimes, in the sense that the opening 15, 20 minutes can feel quite same as City, take control, move the ball around, try and drag the other team out of position when they're at their freshest. Suddenly, in this one, and it did feel like a plan, there was a completely different way of starting the game. And I'm, I'm guessing that, that Pep, Pep hasn't said this, but I'm guessing that Pep actually did this very, very deliberately and thought they won't be expecting us to come at them right from the word go. And Gundogan is such a clever player at finding space that if you watch the replay again, Gundogan is stood with loads of space as that ball is launched forward to Kevin De Bruyne in the air, who, who nods the ball on. Obviously, Erling Haaland was involved as well. And then suddenly, you know, you, Gundogan's got the space and the, the, the technique and the quality to finish. There's an explosive start to the game, but one that nobody was expecting, perhaps, apart from City themselves, but they would have kept that to themselves. You talk about a clever player. We can never argue with that, Ian. I think Gundogan is one of those highly underrated players, but highly effective uh, for Manchester City. He's been a vital cog for them. I know there's been conversations behind closed doors. Maybe you might give us a little bit of insight in terms of his future. Is he adding on that extra season? Maybe. I mean, uh, the, the word is that uh, Chiki Bergeristan is the director of football at City, so he probably do, deals with these things more than Pep, even though you know, the perspective from a lot of people is that Pep is the man who makes all the decisions. But uh, Bergeristan, who came from Barcelona with Pep, is the man who does all the negotiating generally, in charge of recruiting as well. And the word is that, you know, especially after what he's been doing in recent weeks, 
that they can't let him go. They can't, you know, there's talk of him going to Barcelona. There was some uh, suggestion that his wife was behind that, that she wanted to move away. I even saw some comments from Gundogan himself saying that um, perhaps at his age now, he's in his early 30s, that another one or two years in the Premier League, which is such a physically demanding uh, physically demanding league, might be too much for him. But Pep's got a year to go on his contract. Um, I get the feeling from Pep that even if they win the, the treble, that he will want to stay on a little bit longer. There's, there's a Super Cup next year. There's the you know, the World Club Challenge if they win that. Or another alternative is to try and win it if they've lost in Istanbul at Wembley next season before the Prem- before the Champions League actually changes to a, a new, more extended format. So maybe this is just a case of keeping this group together as long as they can. And I don't think there's a City fan who doesn't want Ilkay Gundogan to stay for another year at least. I mean, do we know of any player as part of uh, this particular season's uh... Let's say main actors, whether starting eleven, coming off the bench, who are definitely, definitely heading away from Man City. Well, nobody's definitely going to go, but because at the moment nobody wants to talk about that. Um, everybody wants to keep, keep focused on on the one game to go. But you do get the feeling that Americ Laporte might might leave this summer. Um, possibly Carl Walker. There's been some talk about him uh, moving on, um, and, and you can look at say Riyad Mahrez and think well he hasn't had the game time he's certainly not been being picked in the really really big games um, you know d- does that influence things and obviously if City do complete this treble you know then you sort of the, the human side part I don't really want to think this way at this point because everything's still ahead of us with a potential uh, treble but once that's done then you've achieved everything you can achieve as a player at a particular club or as a coach you know, it's, it feels like the job has been done. Yes, you can keep repeating it, but all you ever can do if you, if you do the treble is do it again. And when Manchester United completed the treble in 99, it slightly broke up their team, and I can see that happening. But at the moment, all the focus for fans, players, management, everybody is just, let's go to Istanbul. Let's hopefully finish it. And then the following week, when everything calms down, that's when a lot of these things will be settled. One could read a lot in terms of the end of that game, Ian. There were tears. I could see Pep Guardiola in tears. Not too many times that happens, regardless of the enormity of the achievement. Uh, But he was. He was there. He was crying. And uh, Man City kind of standing, what, 90 minutes away now from the greatest season in their history. How much of that do you think would be playing the back of his mind, trying to give a better and improved performance? They got the result, but it, it wasn't that slick Man City that we've seen before. Uh, but I, I suppose at this stage, that doesn't really matter, does it? Well, it certainly didn't matter on Saturday. I mean, I think Pep's drive has always been to win the Champions League, even though he tried to play it down. Certainly the ownership uh, feel that winning the Champions League helps to put them on a bigger global footprint, if you want to call it that. Um, I mean, I know I've, I've got friends in other parts of Europe who, even when they played Bayern Munich in the quarterfinals, were saying, oh, they'll lose to Bayern Munich. The City going and win it, suddenly everybody takes them seriously. But that emotion that you spoke of there, Robert, you know, that, um, you know, you, you're right, seeing the manager cry, which you don't very often see, indicates to me how important this is to complete what he sees as complete the project. 
he has indicated little bits of frustration that these Premier League charges are still hanging over City. Um, obviously, he stuck with the city with the club when everything went behind closed doors thanks to COVID. Maybe he wouldn't have stayed the, the seven years that he stayed um, without those types of tests that have come along. But um, it's always been in the back of my mind that, that once the project is done, once he's completed everything he sort of was brought in and promised to do, that he might feel uh, that he will go off and play golf or do whatever he wants to do, go back to his family. Don't forget his wife and his daughter, his young daughter, live in Barcelona. And I know these days you can, you know, hop on a plane um, if, once you've got the amount of money that's appropriate for that. Uh, and it's only a couple of hours away, but it's still, he's living in Manchester, his family are living in Barcelona. I, he's such a family man. I mean, he's a, as a human being, I couldn't admire him more. I wouldn't blame him for saying, well, I've, I've done it at Barcelona, I've done it at Bayern Munich. I brought Manchester City to the absolute top table. I won them the treble. If that happens, now's the time for me to to, to to give some quality time back to the people who've made all these sacrifices for me to have this fantastic career. But as I say, I understand why you're asking the question and it's one that's in the back of my mind. But mm. for now, I think his, mine, fans, whoever it is, the focus and the place has to be on Saturday and then worry about that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to the build-up. I look forward to it, my friend. I thank you so much indeed uh, for taking us back to the weekend. And I suppose in one sort of way, leading us ahead uh, to the UEFA Champions League final. It's going to be a big one. I don't believe there'll be parking of any buses. But as I say, I look forward to chatting to you about that build-up. Uh, when are you heading across that side? I'm, I'm setting off Thursday morning and um, going a long way around via... Bucharest in Romania and then a long road trip on Friday just to keep the cost down so uh, so it'll be a big adventure <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous Ian Cheeseman thank you so much have a good trip chat to you on the other side thank you appreciate it thank man you. thank you thanks that's Ian Cheeseman follow him on social media he'll bring you give you the best hi Robert this is Joel from Watville in Benoni yeah talking about Manchester City yeah congratulations to them and uh, really Pep Guardiola has proven to be one of the best coaches in the world you know because the way they won it the FA Cup no it was really nice they played very good football and I wish them all the best so that they can also win the, the UEFA Champions League thank you so much for the good show